In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters. I'm your host Hooligan7 and I'm joined tonight by UWA, Johnny Tugs, Hood Husky, Dog Process, JCap, DJ, how is everybody doing this evening? Just watching the Laker game right now. Yeah. AD, AD's cooking. Killing. Unfortunately, CP3 is uh, not at 100%, which kind of makes the game a little dull, but it's okay. Cool. Yeah, well, neither is right, LeBron. Well... Oh, wait, we shouldn't, we're not, we're not supposed to mention LeBron, are we? Sorry. No, it's we're on a one-week moratorium. <laughs> Meltdown. No talking about LeBron. No talking about Alan Dewey. That, that's gonna that's gonna last. <laughs> that's gonna last a solid five minutes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we get to stupid tweets, uh, Hooligan laughs choice. at own joke. Check. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, TP. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> all right. Um, DJ, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I just grabbed my wife's water. I guess that's what I'm drinking. Uh, it's a, it's a non, non-alcoholic night for me. All right. Uh, J-Cap, how about you? Uh, mostly non-alcoholic as well uh i'm on a culture shock kombucha hunter's tea oh nice, nice. uh leah how about you i'm still 39 and white so i'm drinking a lemon lacroix tugs i know you got me i, I know i'm not the only one drinking on this pod i'm really into uh uh gin and tonics right now so i uh busted open this rainier gin and I'm topping it off with a Fever Tree Light Tonic. It's tasty. And how many is that so far, Ted? Uh I am on my fourth one. A shot and a half each into each one. Wow. If there's ever a night where we pod and Tugs is not drinking, count me out. <laughs> if, if I don't that, want any part of that. If there's ever a night that that happens, the world is over. That won't ever happen, DJ. You're good. Yeah. Good. Uh, how about you, man? Drinking... A big elevated tea, a little under the weather, so some lemon with fancy me. Yep, I'll feel got, better, man. Got my little slice in there. Oh, nice. On the herbal tea. I have. Hood, what are you drinking it out of? But cat <laughs> right here, bit. It's, it's pretty spectacular, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, all right, I have. Uh, before I clear, uh, before I you know clear out and you know give give DP the ISO, um, uh, I've got a Volition Brewing Vampire Beach Party fruited IPA, pretty damn good. But uh, DP, the floor is yours. At first, I have to check off. Uh... Hi, there we go. Wi-Fi's back. It's a national tragedy. Anyway. Uh, we are we're drinking the uh, whatever the fuck this is soap elixir. Um, it's dog shit. It's sugar water. <laughs> Don't drink it. <laughs> That's really all I got. Uh, it, it's just if Americans tried to make green tea taste good, it's it's not good. Don't drink it. All right, all right. Uh, stupid tweets. Uh, J Cap, I know you had one. Uh, floor is yours. Uh, this one was just earlier this afternoon at uh, 67 dogman on Twitter decided to get into an argument with a current uh, husky player about religion on on Twitter which I mean it was just stupid man I mean why would you get into that with a player especially that player in particular who's pretty outwardly vocal about that stuff it's like it's just a bad look for the fan base and there's no no reason for it no matter where you fall on that it's just a really really bad look for the fan base um so yeah fuck that guy absolutely um i've got a couple that i'm gonna not uh, shout out but uh call out for being stupid um first one is gonna go out to our friend from uh that Charmin soft program in westwood uh, Johnny uh, Juzang Season, um, who said, 
uh, a few days ago that UW is basically on the level of Cal as a football program, but have an Ohio State mouth. Um, just for the record, uh, fourth, most, fourth most Rose Bowl appearances all time in the last 10 years, even with uh, a significant portion of that being Sark mediocrity. Uh, uh, basically in a tie for third or fourth in the conference for most wins behind only Oregon with how they started the decade. Uh, we've run multi, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Cal hasn't been to the Rose Bowl in goodness knows how long we dominated them for a 25 year stretch before we lost in 2004 when I was a student. Um, yeah, so that's pretty, pretty poor. Um, and then uh, along those same lines, or a couple of days earlier, we got one from the Grumpy Coog, uh, who said, I'm glad they to see they found a video of a Husky graduate. I mean, that's about all a UW degree is good for, Walmart. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but, you know, check the U.S. World, U US News and World Report university rankings. There are sites out there that do a comparative assessment of what graduates of different universities make. Uh, yeah, the UW versus WSU. We're, we're a little higher on that scale. So those are my two. Anybody else have some stupid tweets that they want to uh, uh, bring to the light? DJ. Yeah, I got one. And it's kind of a series of tweets uh, followed up by one amazing tweet. So a uh, guy, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, Oregon recruiting hash, uh, at Ducks Cruton earlier, or I think it was yesterday. He uh, quoted a tweet with uh, JT. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, last name, because I know that's uh, on the bingo card. <laughs> uh, the last, the last, he says the last pro prospect for the class of 2021, five-star JT out of Washington. He's planning on taking his, his official visits in June with Ohio State, Alabama, and Oregon as his top three. And then he just, he just keeps backing down and saying, not backing down and saying that. UW's not in the top three, which they likely are, but our our boy Castleberry Jam, the long LDJD. Uh, so he basically Roman responded to his tweets saying like I'm an insider, like I know more than you pretty much, or I know just as much. And uh, he ba and then the guy said, I apologize, I've never heard of you. I do know your site lacks true insiders, blah blah blah, and saying other things. And uh, LDJD followed up who ratioed him, by the way, with like 0.2% of the amount of followers he has, saying Roman gets paid to interview recruits and players and coaches and gets VIP press access to write articles about said interactions. You're on a Twitter burner saying, I talked to insiders, so trust me, bro. You're out of your league. Yeah, he got owned for sure. That, oh, <laughs> that was great. Shout out Castleberry Jam. Way to go, bud for hitting the burn too don't join in on the fun none of us could see it though because she's blocked us all <laughs> such a loss am i actually the only one on this podcast who's not blocked by ruth i'm not I'm blocked, blocked. Yeah. No, i was i was actually i was blocked on my old account uh because I, I remember it very specifically i was very confused as to why she blocked me um it was during the Lady Gaga Super Bowl halftime show, and she goes, "You flab," and I was like, "Ruth, you're a house, however many years old grandmother. Shut the fuck up!" and got blocked immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. uh, Leah, I think you okay. had one. Yes, it's the same. I think person that you mentioned, Hulika, uh, the Johnny Juzang season person said on May 25th, Washington and Oregon are not real rivals. They just argue all day on Twitter because there's nothing else to do up north. USC's biggest rival is Notre Dame and vice versa. And that's just big words coming from UCLA, who hasn't had a winning record in, since when, and hasn't been to a Rose Bowl since when, and hasn't gone to an actual bowl game since when. Just I mean, I, I will say I, I've got to give him credit. It, that, that's remarkable self-awareness that, you know, right now USC probably doesn't really think that they're a rival. No, <laughs> but that's true. Uh, but Oregon and Washington aren't rivals. Right. Because there's nothing to do up here. OK. Yeah. You know, the, the three worst accounts on the bird app. That guy. Technically, he's right, though. We're, we're not rivals. What do we lead the series? <laughs> 60, 46 and one all time. Can't really call it a rival. Boom. Compare Thanks the two teams me. on Winsipedia. There is one K 
category that they list. Where Oregon well, Heisman winners? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Weeks spent at number one, head-to-head record, weeks in the AP Top 25, conference championships, national championships. Hey, Doc fans, I know you guys don't like to believe it, but you can come and see the trophy. Hey. It's not right. our fault our Heisman was stolen right. from us. Mario Bailey's Heisman was stolen. All right. Uh, anybody else have any stupid tweets, or can we move on to uh, to our next topic? Um, I had one. I'll say is from uh, the popular uh, Jared Sawyer, where he, uh, the little Ugh. predictor was going around uh, for you know the Pac-12 standings, and he had uh, UW at six and six, four mm-hmm. and five in conference, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't even think that was the worst thing. He had Stanford three and nine, uh, and one and eight in conference. So there was a lot wrong with with it. You know, South looked what it looked fine, but and know, Oregon undefeated. Oregon undefeated in conference and eleven and one. Like, come, come on, man. only come lost on, OSU. Like, uh, yeah, there's, there's with. I'm not saying Oregon is going to be a bad team. I probably am underrating Oregon more than I should, but there is no way with that schedule that they play that they're going to get through that unblemished. They don't have a guy over 280 that they're gonna that looks to be a significant contributor in their front seven. Uh, yeah, a- against say our line who averages 320 plus and can move. Yeah, that's going to be a real recipe for success. Like Oregon State and Cal ahead of us in you know the North standings. Oregon State at seven and five, Cal at eight and four. Like out of all the teams, when was the last time Cal won eight games? <laughs> Oh, when was the last time Cal won eight in two years? Let me get that. I, I, I think they did it with Jared Goff that one year, like his, his senior year. I think they won eight okay. that year. That's... But that was, what, 20 shit, 15? 15? 2015, I think. Yeah. Think back about right. that's, that's a problem. All right. Um, I think we can go ahead and move on. Commissioner Klyavkov, what does everybody think? Early impression. Not Larry Scott. Not Larry Scott. Only, only, only place to go was up. Really, that, that's all I have to say yeah, about it. True. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if no one else wants to jump in, oh. I, I certainly. Oh. I was just gonna say, like, the only thing, because of just my lens on this, that I did not care for, is he was asked particularly a question about women's basketball, and the women's basketball has won a national championship this season, and he uh, he was asked. How do you plan on lifting that up and by increasing the brand visibility for women's basketball? And he's, we're, we like that, but let's be honest, football and men's basketball is the priority. And that was a misstep because you, that wasn't even a football or men's basketball question. We all know that, yes, that's, it's very important. It's critical that mm-hmm. football and men's basketball get best visibility with regard to TV and uh, visibility and all that. But that doesn't make women's basketball not important. If you're not lifting that up, it's a big deal. We're looking right now at what happens with softball when you are not visible. We just got completely dunked on by the committee, and it is because they're not on TV. And so it matters to be on TV. Yes, Ted. 100%. Like, yeah, I totally agree. That's not a good good first look. I like... uh... I like that he wants to put football and and basketball first because um, uh, it just helps out with every other program at your school. I'm going to go off a little tangent here. Uh, Clemson, this is their first full season in softball, their first full season, and they're in the tournament. And I think that has a lot to do with their football program. And, um, yeah, but to to dunk on women's hoops like that is not good, but – I, I like I, I think he's got uh, the background. Um, do normal a do normal uh, conference heads uh, do they come from do they come from another school like an AD from another school like no, normally where do they come from? Sometimes they can be like assistant commissioners in the conferences. Um, I think it's in some ways non-traditional, although I think it's a lot more in an encouraging non-traditional than our last hire was. Um, but D- I think, DJ, you had a thought, so take it, man. Yeah, so actually what Leah just said there was 
news to me. I didn't know the context of that question because when he said that, I did I did like that he said that about the priority is men's basketball and football. I don't think it's something Larry Scott ever said. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't know that was a context. Yeah, I think you're right though. He probably he shouldn't have said it with that question being asked. Uh, so yeah, that kind of changes things a little bit with me. But I do like that he's at least uh, taking like that a part, making a priority with that. Because yeah, we need like you guys already mentioned. I'm not going to go any more in depth. Like that's what the football, especially football, it drives the rest of the conference, brings revenue for all the other programs. Because I want all the, I want all the teams to do good. The men's, women's. Tennis, like I don't really pay attention to tennis, but I, I want them to do good too. Like they should just, they should be, they should be. I mean, in the mindset of the AD, like be, be a priority as well, and the and the commissioner. But I do like that he's from Vegas or is located out of Vegas, because I mean, we we all know they need to get the hell out of the Bay Area or San Francisco with the prices there and the rent that they're charging and. Vegas is the move. They have the stadium that we can use for conference championships. Uh, you know, I like a little bit of his background. It's not, he has some things in sports background a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think he's, it sounds like he's going to be more aggressive, which we need than Larry Scott and focusing on a lot more revenue overall instead of things that aren't going to bring in as much revenue. But again, don't want to forget those, but yeah, I, I'm optimistic. Uh, I mean, I think it was uh, Willner said, or somebody said, 99% of people aren't going to know who he is. And that's probably true. Like, I had no idea who he was, but I'm pretty optimistic. Maybe is it partially because we had Larry Scott before? Probably. But uh, I like him a little bit. I like him too. So uh, we'll see how the results come in the next couple of years. And hopefully we get a TV deal, a new one in the next year. That should be priority number one, to be honest. Go ahead, DP. Or yeah. Tugs, did you have a question? Oh, I just think with the Pac-12 needing a new TV deal, he is going to be the right man to to get that deal done. And I feel like it's going to be a a deal that's going to be great for the Pac-12. And hopefully we'll be in Vegas. The conference will be located back in Vegas. He has a history, correct? He does. He he was one of the first people that got Major League Baseball into the digital media space. And I think that's the piece of it that I'm really intrigued by is not only can he fix the TV deals, but can he leverage and for, you know, I think part of the issue, as much as I love seeing some of the the Olympic sports on TV on Pac-12 Washington, I think there's sometimes an overexposure or an overavailability and a committee can go and say, hey, oh, wait, they can look at a game five times and be like, oh, well, maybe that, you know, I want those available, but I think that should be something like, I, you know, I, while we're on the topic, shout out that we are going to get a nationally televised softball game on ABC between Oklahoma and the Washington Huskies on Saturday. That is Hell huge. Yeah. This is a sport that we're going to talk about Let's softball go. in a little bit. Yeah. It's a sport that needs that level of attention. It's time. Um, but being able to leverage and we're giving, I think some, one of the things that I think he could do is give the schools a little bit more control of their own, you know, streaming rights and say to take, you know, for, for hardcore people like, like us, like I love, so, you know, I'm, I'm a huge softball fan. I'm a huge women's basketball fan. Like I'll watch it, you know, I'll watch us play, a, I'll watch us play a, you know, a Portland state on a stream and, you know, I don't care, you know, and it doesn't, that game doesn't need to be on national TV, but it also frees up that when there is such a great matchup, like when Washington is playing Arizona or UCLA in softball, everybody here in the in, in our footprint should be able to watch that. Sorry, DP, I stepped on. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Take it away. Um, yeah, so I was going to say is just I, I like that it's coming from kind of like a, a entertainment management or commercial management perspective. I actually really like that because if you hire someone whose experience is just being an AD, they're looking at it from purely a sporting perspective. But I think a lot of what the conference needs is the financial perspective. One of the big complaints about Larry Scott was uh, all the bullshit about like the San Francisco offices and that. And then on top of that, someone with kind of that history and entertainment understands PR. For example, when Larry Scott gets uh, like this big meeting at the Pac-12 offices for a big announcement, and everyone thinks it's like this new big TV deal. And he's actually like, you know what, guys, I'm giving myself a raise. That's my announcement. Like that kind of shit just cannot fly if we're, if we're going to be a, a real quote-unquote conference. Um, so having just kind of the entertainment executive perspective um, to, to come in and maximize our profits and get, 
get everything running in the right direction so we can be competitive financially will go a long way towards making sure we can be competitive on the field. Real that he did that. <laughs> That's so dumb. Ah, Larry Scott. Scott, I mean, it's Larry like... Tamish? <clears throat> yeah, it's 10 years. Um, I think it starts July 1. It's either July 1 or June 30, so I think he's not quite in office yet. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that I will say that I do like about his background and resume, you know, he, he definitely, I think... Um, was given a, a pitch down the middle to, to kind of reinforce what he'd said earlier in the press conference about the strength of, of the conference's women's basketball standing. Um, I do like that he's got a ton of that in his background. I think he was on the board of governors for the WNBA and he's had some affiliation with the Las Vegas Aces. Um, so I think he definitely has some appreciation. There were a couple of questions earlier in his, in the, the press conference that I think he hit, um, he hit the importance of those sports really well. Um, it just was unfortunate that I think he totally whiffed <laughs> on the last question. Um, particularly, I think it was the week of Arizona versus Stanford for the, for the women's basketball championship. So uh, anybody else have any thoughts on the new commissioner um, or, or do we want to move on to, to hyping up softball? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and hype up softball. Um, I'll just say it. How effing huge how much fun was that comeback against michigan dude <laughs> imagine being something in the second inning only to come back later and watch more of it at <laughs> later who did that i wonder hey you can thank me because i stopped and everything changed that's true yeah that's true. No, thank you Leah. I will also say that you're lucky, though, that when you started watching again, that it didn't go the other direction. Didn't Otherwise, go bad. You'd be yeah. carrying the DDY you know, curse. For right? I was DP. Or sorry, not DP. DJ told me to get off, but I was just like, it, it seems safe. It's like a four-run lead, and then it got bigger, and I was like, I guess I'll stay. But yeah, no, uh, that was my fault, totally. But you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it just it's a. Um, it's for me, it's one of those sports that I kind of sometimes I forget about or I don't entirely forget about it, but I tend to sometimes early in the season, I tend to be just like, oh, softball one, oh, softball one, softball one. Um, but every time I actually sit down and watch a game on TV, I'm like, I love watching this sport. Like, it's just, it, there is, I, I, I think it got mentioned on uh, on UW Dog Pound on, a pod, on one of their episodes that I mentioned today. Like, it's what's some of the things, and don't get me wrong, I love baseball, but there is some aspects of baseball where it is very slow paced. That's not the case for softball. If, if baseball puts you to sleep, tell me, try watching a softball game and tell me that it's the same thing. Cause it's not um, the energy that our team plays with um, and has basically for the entirety of, of Heather's tenure. It is an elite sport. It is an, it is an, an exceptional sport to watch on television. Um, I can't say enough good things about it, but I'm not the only one on the podcast. So tugs, take it away. It was so much. It was so much fun to watch those ladies with the energy and uh, just see Sis Bates come around and slide in and then get caught on that hot mic. Like that was I so good. The Dirt Angel. The Dirt the Angel. The Dirt Angel and then, like, and then the LFG. Yeah, I heard it and I was like, "Did she just say that?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then like a couple days later, that tweet came out and she that she did say that, and I was like. Dude, that's so awesome. And just, I love seeing their energy. And then just, you know, I love Gabby's smirk out there. Like, you ain't hitting this shit. You don't, you're not hitting it. Lights out. Like, after yeah. the third inning, she only gave up, like, or after the second inning, she gave up one hit. Yeah. 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 That's what I wanted to say. Shout out to right, Heather Char. Ahead, what was, I was going to say, I don't know if anyone caught that KJR was actually did a segment on, like, why does Gabby Plain smile so much? And I'm like, why are you so pissed off that a female athlete has confidence? She yeah, that's such off. bullshit. Uh, yeah, that was because annoying. Is anyone on KGR actually, like, do they actually still employ anybody that was a serious athlete? No. Nope. I don't think uh, they do. The one thing I was going to say is, I mean, obviously no one else is in there except for us, but we have our own Sound the Siren group chat, and everyone after was at the second inning was like, take Gabby out. Get her, get her out. Like yep. she's done. Not but, everyone. Okay, not everyone. I didn't. I, I wasn't watching at the time, so I didn't say it either. I guess <laughs> technically, but 
yeah, so I'm glad none of us are coaches. I'm glad we got Heather Tarr uh, leading them because um, I probably would have taken her out based yeah. on like how she was doing. This isn't like second guessing, you know, a decision from Bob Gregory. <laughs> Heather Tarr is on another, you know, Heather Tarr is in another galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yo, that was, that was insane. Like Gabby was not having the best second inning and like, wow. She just yeah. turned up. Which, yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. Like she gave up a run in the first. It was like, it looked a little shaky. Um, and I also think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out this weekend with Oklahoma. Um, because it, to, to some extent, like, I think it, it's proof that, Ga- you know, even if she gets touched up for a few runs, Gabby will figure it out uh, or we'll find ways. Yeah, go ahead, DP. I'll, I'll hop out. Speaking of cis baits, and my Wi-Fi might cut out here. They call me Wi-Fi process right now. It's bad. Um, but but speaking of cis baits, um, that play she made against Seattle U, uh, like the sliding backhand on her knees, get up, throw it to first. It, it she made it look easy because she's really good. That play was not easy. It was actually very far from easy. To to make the play she made is is one thing. To then get up, throw as you're standing, plant your front leg, make that throw without losing balance, and get it there, it is one thing. And then to do that and get the out in an important game like that, I think it was zero zero at the time, is is a completely different thing. So that was a, a really remarkable play, and I think it probably didn't get as much acclaim as it deserved, but it, that was absolutely ridiculous to watch. It's the the thing that, and here's one of the things that I just adore about Sis as a UW athlete, like, as great as that play was, that's like just a day at the office for Sis. Like, right. she's just, she's freakish. It's just like, <clears throat> these things that no, like, very few other people could do and mm-hmm. this is just like eh, no big deal she's also the number one ranked gum chewer in seattle yeah right ahead of pete carroll. yes between her above and pete. pete for sure that but it's, it's not pete. close <laughs> it's not close like i'm sorry sorry coach but sis has got it like <laughs> i just love like the energy this whole team brings and i love seeing them having fun and like it's it's so dope i love it yeah i said like in terms of that fun aspect like to me, like, Sis, to some extent, is UW Softball's junior. Just that, like, just pure love. I'm having fun. Yeah. I'm going to, like, I'm going to make in these insane plays that, you know, are going to make the fans go, like, how the hell did they do that? And then just do it with a smile on her face. Or or a, or a let's fucking go coming out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, God. And just seeing her just get so jacked up. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I mean, that's why I update. I've got my... I think my my current like banner picture on Twitter is the whole team out of the dugout during that during that inning of just going crazy. Yeah, not not Junior Adams, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> All right, anybody else have anything to say about uh, softball or what they're enjoying about the the postseason so far? Bailey Klingler for president. Yeah, obviously six space for Secretary of Defense. Yeah. If and if you're listening to this, uh, and we've uh, this won't probably be released until after the series with Oklahoma. But if you're listening to this, and when Washington is headed to to Oklahoma City next weekend, hey. join the trend. Pick a player. Update your profile. Pick an office. Um, you know we've got some good ones. There's I, I tweeted. There's one a out. lot of open names right now. There's a lot of open names. I can continue to put put my mind to work to come up with other ones. Um, you know, hype up this team. They deserve it. Moflo, Moflo for Secretary of Home Plate Security. Yeah, so good, so good, so good. Yeah, somebody needs to. Um, I think it's still floating out there that somebody needs to to, to do Moflo as uh, director of the RBI because she's currently leading the team. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, we'll do a quick. Um, I think we're going to cover it in more depth and have uh, one of our guest contributors back on and uh, at some point soon to talk recruiting, but uh, we can touch football recruiting briefly. I've got a commitment out of a, a I think a, a quarterback for this class, Jackson Stratton. Um, anybody want to talk about what they've seen in his film? Uh, and then we can kind of touch on some of the other things that were, are in the woodworks. Go ahead, uh, DP or, or WP. <laughs> Thy process is back. Uh, yeah, I actually I liked Stratton's film. He doesn't have like the strongest arm in the history of the planet, but it's pretty good. The one thing that immediately stood out 
uh, on his huddle to me was the touch that he has on a deep ball. There were a couple of them where he, he made some, some really nice deep throws. There were a couple uh, really nice tight window throws in there as well. Um, and they're, they're, those are pretty impressive to see out of him. He could move, which I liked, uh, and throw on the run a little bit. Um, uh, we, we talked a lot about Drew Allar as being the kind of like ideal quarterback to take when you know you have a guy like Sam Heward is going to be here for a couple of years. Um, Stratton, I think, fits that bill pretty well. I, I really liked his film. Uh, great quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I'd love the take. Anybody else have anything from, from what they saw in Stratton or, or what they think of or kind of things they're hearing as, as we go through the next couple of weeks, months of, uh, of recruiting for, for football? I think we know now uh, John's type at quarterback. I mean, it seems like uh, the tall, kind of off-platform mobile guy uh, just kind of on Allar. Stratton is almost exactly the same type of build arm flexibility, kind of off-platform b-ball ability. So I'm really excited, man, and he, he seems like an under-the-radar guy most definitely. I heard he has some ties to other players um, that we're all after, so we're nice. getting quarterback to get them. So Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly, unlike, um, unlike somebody of, of note that we've uh, complained about at length on this pod who – who we kind of took to get an in on a defensive tackle prospect that we didn't end up getting, um, you know, shout out again, Gino Mariani. Um, I've got no takes with the Jack. I've got no issues with the Jackson Stratton take. And certainly if it helps um, put you over the top for a couple of those people that you're mentioning hood. Yeah, I'm good with it. All right. I think the other um, one we should touch on it, or I think that sounds like uh, is definitely looking to be in Washington's favor uh, is a, a running back out of Texas uh, for the third year in a row. Um, yes, sir. Who we talked about uh, in our initial recruiting pod. It looks pretty promising uh, for for, the, for us on Emeka Megwa. Um, I haven't rewatched the film, but prototypical size uh, moves really, really well. Like, I will, I mean, I will, I won't actually post it but i will probably do it a jig of glee um <laughs> if, if he commits what's uh, that 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 got it no 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 nobody wants to see me dance <laughs> trust me <laughs> least of all me <laughs> <laughs> um no that that wasn't a, a tv reference I, I i glee the emotion not the television show <laughs> uh, can i say i'm just an unabashed glee stan <laughs> through through season uh, through through season three after season three they should have ended the show hot take season four is like mediocre season five is dog water haven't gotten to season six season five is so bad you're on an island on this one dude yeah. <laughs> on an island yep <laughs> I don't know if any of the rest of us have a take on Glee yeah back to the original <laughs> point that we were talking about anybody else <laughs> have some thoughts on a Mecca Megwa. Bring him in. Get him, KB. Yeah, I, I've slandered Boner a lot because his recruiting is dog shit. Hang on, let me check off my bingo right there. It's a bingo. We got we got all five. Um, I've, I've slandered KB. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, but if we do pull a Mecca out of... Uh, bingo process. And we get... ...be mad at all. Wi-Fi process, baby. I told you guys to be patient, man, on your man's cape. Uh, he uh, he does a, a lot more work than outside of his position. Um, like, obviously, seeing people like, uh, you know, Jeremiah Martin come in off the strength of his name. Like, uh, it's not just his position that he he, he goes hard after. Uh, same with, like, uh, uh, um, as well, like Bob Gregory as well. These guys are responsible for reeling in a whole bunch more than their position group. So... Got to show them love. Uh, forgetting to know the people, the, the kids on a personal level too. That's kind of what they're kind of. It seems like they're best at. It's kind of relating to the kids. So, I've mentioned it before here on the pod, but I've definitely come around to KB a lot. Hey, sure. I'm still not on the Bob Gregory train. I'm not there yet. Like I'm probably not even close. But no, KB, <laughs> like he's 
because I think I mentioned it earlier, not earlier, but like earlier on another pod that like it really kind of changed my opinion. Like it shouldn't have, it should have been earlier, but like with the guys putting it on in the league, like with uh, Ahmed and Gaskin, like it shows like he can develop and we've kind of known that. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm like, and with these, all these other guys, maybe not his position, but like, I think Polk even mentioned his name too. Uh, and I could be wrong, but you know, I know Martin did mention him. So it's, yeah, out, like you said, had like outside his position, he's been getting in on some guys too, that maybe he's not the primary recruiter. I, mean, I don't know, maybe he is, but like, so like, if you're not the primary recruiter, you don't get any credit. And so, but it sounds like he's behind a lot of these guys coming in that, that's maybe he's maybe because he's not the position. He's not the primary recruiter, but yeah, I'm, I, I like KB now. And I like that he interacted with some of us on Twitter through the, in the DMS. That was pretty cool. He did that. And, and I, I think also it, it brings up the point of, you know, you talked, uh, I think Hood, you were talking about that, that we've clearly seen now what Donovan's type is at the quarterback position. Um, I think we're also clearly seeing whether it's, John Don's, whether it's Jimmy's, whether it's all of the above, um, I think we are clearly seeing a uh, what is a prototype UW running back, and we're not necessarily. I don't think we're going to. I think you know there could exceptions be made potentially if a kid's in state, yes, um, but I think their preference is definitely for kids that are in that five eleven to six one or six two at least two hundred pounds or when they get to campus will be about 200 pounds and can probably bulk up to the 210, 220 range um, and really, you know, run the damn ball, pound the rock inside. Um, I hope it doesn't mean that we have a steady diet, you know, all the time of second and, you know, dive on second and nine. But but I, I think that, that there's a clear, you know, archetype. Um, and, and I, you know, across Sunday, across Barry, across... Uh, Megwa, if he if he you know if he jumps on board, I, I like all three of those kids. We locked locked up uh, Parker as well, so uh, uh, a couple weeks uh, rolling with the middle of pass. Yep. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Then thanks for bringing that up. I certainly like this film. I I see one of the things is, you know, I think I said it on one of our recruiting pods that, that Scott Huff wasn't going to leave the state for this class. My bad. I was wrong. But uh, in Parker's film, like I think part of, and I think certainly re- relative to the kids in state, I think the kids in state are, are certainly either you're going to get, you know, two guards and, and probably two tackles. Um, none of them is a real natural fit at center and Parker can flat out move. And I think projects as a really, really strong, agile center prospect particularly given with what we ask centers to do in our interior linemen to move off the ball um but i want to i don't want to hog the, <laughs> the other waves so take it away kind of like a like a nick harris type like move like kind of yeah. underrate under underrated maybe a little bit i like it yeah i do and, and i and the other thing that i think that is also going to work to our advantage unlike with harris where we're you know due to a, a lack of depth in that room at the time um, where he had to play out of position in his, you know, in his first couple of years, and you know, and in say in the Alabama game, like he he had some rough spots. Um, I think we've got such depth in that room that we can be grooming Parker to play guard or to play center, and like he could play guard in a pinch. Um, but I definitely see center as the role for him. But uh, anybody else have thoughts on Parker? Also, the saggy. That's a, a big time program on it. They've uh, put out some great players. We have a couple of their players as well. Uh, so that's that's a great uh, emerging pipeline. Also, shout out to Karina Covington for being one of the cool SAGU Husky moms as well. Um, but that's becoming a really really nice uh, connection to it to an elite program. Yep. Yeah, I got to keep that connection. The connection to Bosco. Bishop Gorman. Anybody else have any recruiting thoughts, or or, the, or uh, should we move on to? I know uh, Hood. I know you had a chance to watch Air FSP, um, and I definitely kind of want to clear the floor for you. But anybody else have anything on the recruiting front? No, I just saw that Miles uh, Pollard got moved up to a yeah. five star. Yeah, all that too. The decapitator. Yeah, yeah. that's what? boss. 
Dude, he went from did, he went from a three to a five, correct? I think yep. he was a three star. Yeah, he was a high three like oh. three or four months ago. I, yeah. I love his film. I mean, I I hope love we can it. get him in the boat because it. That That's dude, the husky DB right there. Yeah, yeah, he just, hits like talk a about that for like he like the, the first highlight of his film. Like night, that night. is damn near murder. Yeah, <laughs> night, night. just flat out, just like God damn it. Byron, Byron Murphy, Utah vibes. What sleep number? <laughs> Whatever Miles Pollard's jersey number is, that's it. <laughs> oh, damn. Speaking of BD too, though, uh, some the the Ben Morrison is looking <clears throat> promising kind of scenes. Nice. We got some legit competition for both, but yeah. Ben Morrison is looking nice. Uh, was it uh, the D-tackle, Robert? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're looking nice for... Yeah. So, uh, we got some... We're up here, especially with these visits coming up soon. We're heating up. And Roman uh, was saying that we're... Uh, we're getting back into, um, into the mix for CJ Williams, too. Nice. According to Roman, yeah. so... Nice. Yeah, hey, I, like that. I, I got a I got a clarification question here for everyone. Uh, where are you seeing it's a uh, five star for Miles Pollard? I just checked on twenty four seven and they still have listed as three star. Only rivals and their East Coast bias, but we'll take it. Was it rivals? <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I, 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 that's pure hooligan spe- speculation. I think I, I think there's someone like. Uh, Hyping him up, Tim a lot. Watches yeah. him a lot. Um, just got done watching him and said that he's a very underrated player. Definitely a five star player. And okay. uh, yeah, I saw. I just saw a tweet that they were moving him up to a five star, and I and I can't remember the service it, or who it was, but it came across my uh, my Twitter feed. So I was. I was Tugs like, is oh. hammered. No, 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 no. Tugs <laughs> is hammered. No, no, no. Care about stars, man. Miles Pollard is a five-star in UW system. That's that's all that matters. Let's to me. go. You know oh, I mean? that's so, it. True. How those things those things translate. You know, people want to count those up, but fit is important. Culture is important. The position you're playing is important. You know what I mean? And both him and Ben Morrison both kind of fit what we do. So I don't care what you know. Those services got them ranked. They're five stars in our program. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's really it's like. Again, it's like I don't care as much about the rankings. It's like it, you know, to to your point, it's it's fit in our system, and it's for me my, you know, my secondary evaluation factors are who else is offering these kids, and if we're beating Portland State or Idaho for somebody, I'm gonna have a little bit of a concern. I'm sorry, that's 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 WSU territory, but if other big time programs that know what the fuck they're doing, or at least semi know what the fuck they're doing, are coming after the kids. I'm not going to say that it's a bad take, regardless of what, you know, Mike Farrell or Brandon Huffman or whoever the hell says, you know, is good and who isn't. Yeah. Wi-Fi process. I think, uh, do you have something or anybody else have something on the on the recruiting front? Uh, well, we'll see if the Wi-Fi holds up. There was a, a uh, I don't know, a, a little birdie may have mentioned something about some potential campus visits from a certain recruit uh, who would be very nice if we got uh, his name rhymes with is that is that what it rhymes with? I don't know if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, turns out may or may not be visiting uh, in the near future, so we should be keeping an eye out on that one because uh, pretty obviously that would be a, a massive land. Um, at, at this point, you, it, it's not worth like relying on whatever. But I, I think there's a lot more hope than there appeared to be a couple months ago. Sure. And, and I will also, uh, to, to give our, our friends five, five, five hours south a shout-out, you know, like, you know, the off-season natty champs. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, hey, great, you, you start with, you know, you've got better, a, a better, according to the recruiting experts, class than we do right now. Does class sign next week? Have we? Have they? Have did I miss the NCA instituting an early, 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 early signing day? No. 
And I think it's – I saw on 24-7 Sports that it's looking like he's going to visit uh, the Ohio State, I think, on the 16th or the 18th, if I saw that right. Uh, so, which means that likely wouldn't be his last visit. So somebody else will probably get his last visit. I mean, that could be a good thing that Ohio State's not getting it, but, you know. <clears throat> Usually, usually you want the first and last visits, they say, for a recruit. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even matter, but just throwing it out there. I think I think there's two confirmed visits for him. Yeah, he, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Hood. It's real short and sweet. All I saw was at Ohio State spring, Max Sawyer, the boy had 30. That's all I see. You know, I, who's going to hear you? Who's going to the hometown? The home you really uh you know what i mean he got show enough he was priority you as well yeah i mean dj that might be his last visit i don't know because i mean doesn't uh leap starts on like the 21st of june right there was like some argument or, or confusion when that starts and uh, if he does come to <laughs> he's just gonna show up on the sun up on the fall practice wherever he's going i'm halfway kidding but yeah you, you have a point he, he really could honestly yeah. but it's it's gonna be the clint dempsey commitment where he just <laughs> i mean just or the the you know last minute clint dempsey where he just peels the all right i'm here <laughs> wait who's that big guy at practice <laughs> <laughs> but i mean jacob you make a point good. like what the hell <laughs> you make a good point like normally they'd want they'd be there for leave but I think he's just a different situation. Like he's no more crew in the country in our own backyard. He can come to yeah. campus whenever he wants, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, generally, yeah, they would want to be there for leap, which starts later that month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it starts. I think everyone was looking into it, and it was like the twenty-first. So I mean, if he does visit Ohio State that weekend, and if he were to do leap, then it would be his last visit, I guess. But I. I didn't come up with this, but this his recruitment feels so much like J Mac last year for hoops. It's crazy, and it's I feel like the longer this drags on, the better it is for UW. Like, why wouldn't you want to come here? We have everything you have to offer. We put guys into the league like crazy. Like, does so he's got a he's got us set up for an official, but like and Ohio State, but he doesn't have an organ. He doesn't have an organ set up for Oregon. Yeah, but yeah. We'll I, 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 I think it's between us and TSOU. Eight Ohio University. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Tugs, I think no, you said I... Oregon because I think your organs are working hard right now. Oh man! Oh boy! Elite pun. That was good. Yeah, bingo is holding up. <laughs> you didn't have that one on your bingo card. I don't know if that counts that's as you mentioning idea. how drunk you are. Yeah, that, that's Tugs mentions how drunk he is by getting he, the acronym he fucked up. He mentioned he was on his fourth drink at the. Yeah, that's when I scribbled car, that one so. up. Yep, me too. Oh well, I missed that, but I, I don't think we'd actually deter- determine a prize. So <laughs> no prizes yet. Tragically, this is like the, over, maybe. This right, is like right. the one pod hooligan hasn't had sound issues, so I can't check off the one in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took all the sound issues with me. Yep. All right. Uh, I think uh, I think it's time to to give Hood Husky the the full floor because he was able to sit down and watch the stream of the Air FSP. So uh, Hood, take it away. What were your thoughts? Who were you impressed by? Who should we be? looking for to get offers uh who should we be hoping for commits as soon as they get one or or at some point when they have one that stuff in relation to UW um I say a, a, a full takeaway which is kind of this being the birth of club football in Washington you know they have sports for you know a lot of sports and football is kind of training behind that um training has been a thing not necessarily uh with pads on you know, and this kind of got Washington ahead of the curve. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it looked like Idaho State in the huge um, uh, Wazoo went crazy out of these kids. Uh, so I think in totality, like, it was a couple of good on good uh, 50 kids you know, had P5 offers. 
so good opportunity to film out this kind of uh, next spring as well. You kind of need to do this. Uh, UW has a boatload of talent, and you know, born and raised in Seattle, and I've seen it. Um, a lot of kids going to JUCO, um, you know, G5 schools that really deserve the film out there. Um, but in, in regards to some kids that definitely stood out, um, I'd say Zion Jones of Air, the DB, I believe, listed like six foot six, one, uh, 170 at the moment. He had the tough task of uh, guarding Denzel Boston, who's another standout uh, who kind of went off. Um, and he looked really, really good. Looked a prototypical kind of Husky guy. Um, I believe uh, he was followed a couple of our coaches. So, um, so yeah, I think he's a guy to watch. Uh, Denzel Boston, like I said, stood out a little uh, in Cedarland. Seems like um, he played linebacker for FSP. He seems like a kid that has that uh, that walk-on feel um, or a late kind of offer feel. Uh, definitely a hitter, a try-hard kind of guy. I think he's listed 6'2", 215. He seems like a great leader uh, of F FSP's defense. Uh, as you guys know, Josh Wood uh, won offensive MVP. I really would love to oh, – he got an opportunity, but I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, Jaden Lamar and Isaiah Carlson are the two people that I took away from this, um, where I was like, they're must-gets for you. Uh, Carlson, on his first – was mentioned in the same, you know, by like mile listed like 6-2-2-0. Big kid all runs super don't know if Rams has this position, but I would expect the university to offer him. Um, you know, I'm over for uh, DJ here. I'm going to butcher this kid's uh, his name. But there's a kid uh, under the radar from West Seattle, uh, Leatau. If I'm wrong, I hope you listen to this. But uh, West Seattle, about 63265. Uh, Super underrated seems uh, his ability. Um, don't know if he's an, an edge player or an interior player at the moment, but he definitely stood out, uh, shed blocks really easily. Um, and this, uh, some lower level guys, I kind of know uh, Connor Noah, Jalen Davenport, uh, Hunter Hill, and then like Juice Mason, uh, who's a who's a, a Aaron FSP favorite, a local favorite uh, amongst the kids. Uh, but that, that's kind of in totality who stood out. Uh, but oh, but uh, overall, I really give a, a pattern, a, a round of applause to Trey for putting this event on. At the end of the day, you know, we saw a lot of the banter and things like that online, and it just seems like it was definitely to market the event more so than was genuine what was going on behind the scene. And uh, we appreciate that. You know, they, they really did it for the kids, put on a crazy event. And hopefully it remains like an annual thing. I, uh, at, I think it was FSP reached out to a, a program in California that Air has already played, beaten. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, they yeah, had Corey Feminine, I believe, as well. Yeah, and they're, they're, you know, saying, come catch another ale to Washington schools or to Washington players. So I think this is uh, getting, getting Washington State ahead of the curve when it comes to year round football, club football. Uh, going to give us a leg up on, on a lot of the. To be honest with you, so those are kind of some of my takeaways. Twenty three, twenty four is loaded with talent. Can't imagine what's gonna come after that. So, yeah, stay home. I I got a hood. I got a quick question for you. Did you um notice the the Hulk that for hair the the O line? He's six six three fifty. Yeah, and that is generous. Uh, he's probably like three eighty four hundred. Um. Getting to a college weight room, he'll he'll shed up most definitely. Um, Mike Martin and I definitely saw him. Um, I, I don't know if he'll if he'll get an offer from UW, but I definitely think opportunities. Um, as you guys can see, like a whole bunch of uh, programs are offering kids on the strength of their film from this. Uh, so hopefully Holt gets some opportunities. Uh, but he looked imposing. 
Malik Agbo looked well as well next to him. But, but yeah, to your point, man, 6566, 400 power life. Damn. Big, man, big kid, man. Do, so does he play D-line also? I'm, a, I'm unsure. I, I don't okay. think so. I think he plays O-line. Yeah. Okay. An- another name, too, uh, Hunter Hill. He he was he backfield a lot. Of, he was primarily on defense. Uh, but a name to watch as well. Crazy motor, um, crazy strength, good hands. Gavin Ortega is is kind of a a name as well. But loaded, loaded Washington, uh, Washington class athletes. Hey, two things. One, well, a couple things actually. One, thank you for that analysis because, yeah, I I wish I could have watched that. And you gotta you gotta put this like on a spreadsheet for me or us. Like all these names and stuff, so I can keep track and like get ahead of the game, like getting on these these younger kids before like some of these recruiting services. Because yeah, I always I always want to support the local kids. But also side piece of this, this is how bad I am at names. Like uh, so FSP, yeah, it's easy, but it's air. Is that how you pronounce it? Like man, I would have thought it was yeah, higher air, air or, or something. Like I know it tugs it. it yeah. Okay. Man, see, the H is silent. Silent, I guess. So, <laughs> Go ahead, Tugs. How, uh, how is Rashard Clark? Rashawn. Rashawn, sorry. Okay. Uh, no worries. Um, so between him and Josiah uh, Wagner, I think they like some of the most twitchiest players, eight most definitely. Um, just those Ooh. kids, you put the ball in their hands, and it's just like that fun wiggle. Like it's uh, – but still on the platform, you know, it's raining, sliding in them, juking everybody, you know, like they seem like those playgrounds to have that twitch. You know, they were born to be football players. Um, I think also on top of Jaden Lamar, Jaden Lamar problem. Like, uh, and Brown looked well as well, but like we have some top tier tap in this state. Um, you uh, said Rashawn Clark, Josiah Wagner, Aiden Lamar, Jason Brown. They have opportunities to fight these top 100. So, in relation to those two uh, that you mentioned, super glitchy. Um, I didn't see too many Rashawn targets, and in Wagner, that's were more so on defense. Even on plays that were on short gains and stuff, you could still see he's moving better than everybody else. So, Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Little they're yeah. light, they're a little slight, um, but Reg has their their mental game. Uh, right. But they're twenty three. Is they're, I mean, they're they're sixteen years old, so they're exactly man. And Clark is twenty four, I think. So Clark's is twenty four. Yeah, Clark is six. Brown. He's got six feet, one eighty. Yeah, yeah uh, soaking wet in the summer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Soaking wet. These kids, these kids are, you know, their their listings are a little, yeah. But that goes for pretty much every kid in like every sport ever, if we're being honest. <laughs> like for, for for those of you who aren't aware, if you ever see kids like listed height and weight, and it's a position where you'd want it to be bigger, uh, they are an inch shorter and fifteen pounds lighter than what they listed minimum. W dub. They honestly do a pretty good job at uh, being pretty honest about that stuff. But yeah, yeah most yeah, – you're right, good. though, like everywhere but else. particularly in high school, like I think in our – I think if there was a roster oh, yeah. during like summer ball and some of the stuff, I think I was listed at like 5'11", 6 feet, and I'm not. <laughs> um, I also will say like – I think there was uh, some contention on Twitter, you know, some months back about, you know, putting Washington on the map and all of that stuff. And that's like, if you want to talk about putting Washington on the map and, and giving, as Hood was talking about, giving, you know, presenting these opportunities, that's it. So I, I want to echo the shout out to and the, the kudos to to Reggie and to, to Tracy and, and, and everybody involved with Aaron FSP for that, because it's awesome. And, and I certainly hope it becomes a yearly event and I want to go um, next year if it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I wish I had time to watch it, but I think I'd have kids' baseball game or something going on. The the stream cut out a little bit. 
it is what it is. I went back and rewatched it uh, just to get what I was seeing. Uh, oh yeah, really, really appreciative of what what those two men did, came together and did for the state. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, anybody have anything else that we should talk about before we uh, call it an evening, or are we good? Yeah, uh, fuck Ryan Schill and Boomer Sooner. Man, that, that guy, he has some good content. I, I appreciate his content he's putting out and a, a lot of effort, but, man, some of those lists he has are pretty questionable. About two and five are good. Yeah. Most are terrible. <laughs> yep. But, again, like, he's doing – I know he's doing a lot of work on that because it's not easy putting a list of 50 – some of those 50 players, 50 kids, like, yeah, that's, like that's that nice would be almost that. like you have to be paid full time to be exactly. To it's quality over quantity. Players. Yeah, it's like if if you've ever watched if you ever watch Criminal Minds, they just try and churn out a bunch of episodes, and it's all the exact same thing. That's what it is. It's, it's yeah. the Criminal Minds of Twitter. <laughs> it's still a good show. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great entertainment. I'm just saying it's yeah. the exact same episode You're every right, single yeah. time. And some of it, and you know, it's certainly oh like he's intentionally trying to tweak the nose of certain programs. And um, he's a good guy, though. So, um, unlike some other people we talked about earlier in the pod, <laughs> sixty-seven. Fuck the oh. fuck off. Thank you. Oh yes, seriously, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, if you go after anybody that plays for your team for something like that, or yeah. just for, like if your motivation or or if you're like for any reason gonna go seriously go hard or question or say something shit like that to one of our players yeah fuck off and and that player's girlfriend being a washington fan yeah that's or at least yeah respect to cooper because he handled that very 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 well really well yeah um yeah yeah, really terrible really terrible form from dogman 67 yeah Yeah. that that guy he sometimes like cracks me up i don't know if it's because of his profile picture and like the, the things he comments but yeah, he he's too much. He needs to log off. Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's take a walk outside. Just breathe. Like let it go. Yeah, I'm sure he's retired. He probably should find something better to do with his life. Yeah, that guy. That was that was terrible. What he said. Yeah. Yo, what what time is the uh, the game's at one o'clock tomorrow? Noon. 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 Yeah, noon okay. noon tomorrow, and I then eleven on sa- on Saturday. Yeah, oh, is it 11 Saturday? ABC. Yeah. I have never yeah, it's on ESPN been... 2 tomorrow and then ABC on Saturday. Yeah. Or any type of the women. That, that Michigan game fired me up. Like, yeah. That game fired me up. I was like, how have I not been paying it? Oh, yeah. That's right. So, that's so going to most... be Husky, Husky Classic on replay all day long. That's yeah, that shit, that shit was electric. That that's college sports at its best, right there. Tune in for some yeah. more dumb shit, baby. I I had to seriously restrain myself during that comeback because it was late at night and uh, some of my four-legged kids had already gone to bed. Um, so I had to be very very silent in my cheering. <laughs> I was going crazy, but I kept it all inside. You're basically a father, hooligan. You have to be really adept at the silent cheer. I love it. Monday morning, the first thing my kids asked me was who won the game. First thing, daughter's mouth, who won the game? Son's mouth, who won the game? That's good parenting, Tugs. Yeah, raise them right. Yeah, we're we're not only going to tailgate for uh, for football this fall. We'll, we'll, we're tailgating for softball. Oh hell yes! You had me at tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm totally shocked, Tugs. Shocked. You yeah. had a gin and tonic. That's yeah. We had a good time. Tugs, you be right. tailgating at your uh, kids' baseball games? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I take them to baseball games. Yeah. No, do you be tailgating before your kids' baseball games? I'm pretty oh, sure he coaches. Man. Can't be doing that. Uh, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. I can't. Or I would. <laughs> Love it. You, my wife brings a cocktail with her. She brings wine. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Kids' sporting Uh, events are just, you have to have the wine. 
you have to. And orange slices. <laughs> wine and orange slices. Combine. <laughs> Combine. Or, or, or just, you know, a little vodka, a little syringe. That's right. The orange slices. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the this is the parents' batch. <laughs> What's the difference? Let me tell you about, y'all about moonshine pineapples, though. Most disgusting Ooh. thing in world history. So bad. I'm so be taking your word for a lot of <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap this up and just let, let we can socialize and laugh. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon, uh, undetermined, but, but soon. Um, thanks for listening. Go dogs. Mightier the women kick the crap out of Oklahoma. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go D Wags. Go to Space. Go, go, go.